everybody, I'm Reed Farrell Coleman. And by the way, I'm reading this. So you can just, just so you, you got not, the first part right. I'm not gonna hold it down here and pretend. Hi, I'm Reed Farrell Coleman, standing in for the spectacular uh, Pam Stack. For those of you who don't know me, I've published 32 novels, including six in the Jesse Stone series for the estate of the late Robert B. Parker. I've been a six times New York Times bestselling author. I've won or been nominated for most American Mystery Awards, but I am especially proud to be a four-time recipient of the Seamus Award for Best Private Eye Novel of the Year. As you've heard or will hear, my guest Matt Coyle is a fellow recipient of that award. And though I now write lots of stuff, my first love is the PI novel. Now I'm gonna read Matt's introduction. Um, Matt Coyle is the author of the best-selling Rick Cahill crime series. He knew he wanted to be a, a write mysteries at 14 when his father gave him the simple art of murder by some unknown guy named Raymond Chandler. Uh -huh. uh, his books have won the Anthony Seamus Lefty Authors on the Air Book of the Year Award, the Ben Franklin Silver, Forward Reviews Books, Forward Reviews Book of the Year, Silver, and the San Diego Book Awards, as well as being nominated for many others, including the Barry Award. Matt lives in San Diego, where he is writing his next crime novel. He was named the Mystery Writer of the Year for 2021 by the San Diego Writers Festival. Doom Legacy is the ninth book in the Rick Cahill series. Hey, Matt, how are you doing, man? Yeah, great. Great uh, for doing that. Thanks for doing this, Reed. Appreciate it. Oh, I, I'm happy to do this. I'm always happy to talk to other mystery authors. Um, so let's do this quick. Uh, do, give us a quick, you know, a bullet point about Cahill and a bit about the series and a bit about this book. And then we're going to talk about what's really interesting to other writers is process and oh, stuff God. about writing PI. So okay. it's your, the stage is yours, my friend. Great. Uh, so Rick Cahill is a former cop um, in Santa Barbara Police Department. I think about 18 years ago, he was arrested for his wife's murder. Um, never tried, released, but never exonerated and thought by many to be a guy who got away with murder um for many years until it was addressed in my sixth book i think um lost tomorrows uh he's gone back to hometown of san diego uh where the only job he could get was in a restaurant initially and now he's back to what he thinks helping people as a private investigator and he he did not murder his wife but he feels responsible for her death for some of the actions he took the night she died and so he has a tendency to um try to redeem himself with every case that he takes or at least the ones i write about and um, that can lead to bad decisions and um, maybe some bad outcomes for some of the people he's trying to help. Uh, in Doom Legacy, he's uh, Rick's gone through a lot in his in his life. In Doom Legacy, he's actually married with a child he thought he'd never have after the death of his first wife. Kind of a miracle child to him, but he's got uh, chronic traumatic encephalopathy, or he's been pre-diagnosed with it, the pro football disease. Everybody's probably heard about it since the Will Smith uh, movie many years ago. And um, he's he's got a, the marriage, the happy marriage, and the daughter, he had a child he thought he never had. He's but he's got this horrible disease. In addition, there's an, a symptom that has come up where he gets these irrational, sudden rages 
when he gets angry and he's, um, which is a symptom, of, a real life symptom of the disease. And he's trying to hide them from his, his wife um, for various reasons. And it's caused a huge rift in the relationship. Now, let me stop you right there. Sure, um, I was going to stop anyway. I, one of the things, you know, some, what readers find interesting in books sometimes is, of course, what the writer meant for them to find interesting. And sometimes it's things that are hit personally, the reader. Though, of course, as a writer, you never know you're doing that. So let me tell you something that I have a friend who's an ex-professional football player who's a golfing buddy of mine who is a, who who although he hasn't been diagnosed he knows he's got CTE yeah. and the it really hit home for me because like Cahill he has those rages when he can't control wow. himself uh has you know sudden emotions that he doesn't know where they come from uh and he's had he's had as he says at least seven concussions that yeah. he knows about so when i'm reading this you know you didn't have to convince me mm. much um much. yeah it was sad. Really well done and it's real true to life so let well, me compliment you on that well thanks and it's 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 sad and ironic that you said that. I just did an event. Um, I did a Barnes and Noble in San Diego where basically you sit at a table and people walk by, but I always stand at a table. But anyway, it's one of one of those sit and I call it stand and deliver as opposed to a, a formal talk. But a friend of mine from who lived near in the area who was gonna come to my launch and is a you know, he's a great friend, a golfing buddy. I've known him for 50 years probably. He came up to me um, in a quiet moment when I'm standing there, and he told me that he was a former cop, CHP rather, and he was pre-diagnosed with CTE. I had no idea. This was, I uh, learned it 10 days ago. Um, he's had concussions. I remember in football, in a game when he had a concussion, as a matter of fact, way back in high school. And I've had a couple myself, but um, so it does, it does hit home. And ironically also, um, a friend of mine, had husband at, I did not know this when I started writing the book, but I was going to write about the rage thing because I'd done some research on it. Her ex-husband has been pre-diagnosed, had it, and I'll just say it got very violent at the end. So um, it is a real thing. And, uh, you know, sometimes we write about real things and sometimes you find out later they, they're more poignant than you could ever have imagined. Yeah. Well, let me, let me put it to you like this. One skill that writers have good writers have is researching something but not letting the reader feel you're screaming look what i researched and one thing i really really appreciated about the book was it never for a second seemed to me you were going look what i researched and let me dump all this information on you it, it um so let me ask you how when you're writing during your process of writing this how do you guard against what we what we know in the business call info dump how do you how do you guard against that well uh first of all thanks for the compliment um yeah that's it i'm one of those writers who's not huge on research but i always do as any good writer will do more than i need of course you know you get more um 
research much more than you're going to need. You're looking for those little pieces of um, truth for verisimilitude that you can drop in to give just enough um, information and awareness. So it sounds like what you're conveying is you're not pointing at yourself, but you're saying you're, you're conveying that there's some expertise there maybe without the data dump, the info dump. So, yeah, I do. I don't know how I, you know, I'm not saying I'm good at it either, but I do try to give as many, as little as possible. And I try to put in what's going to affect the, my protect the character who's involved, the most important parts of how it affects him or her. So that's where I kind of try to distill it down. And I'm sure I've been guilty of, uh, in some books, what have you, putting in too much. But um, yeah, I try to distill it down as much as possible and just how it's going to affect the story. You know, because I've read books where they, there is some data dumpage, but it can be really interesting because I'm learning something new. But well, I don't... It can be really interesting if it's like a Tom Clancy book. Yeah. Because right. part of the appeal of those books is, see, look what I found out. It's yeah. actually part of the attraction. But in PI, you know, yeah. what what I have done and what you do is you better not do that. And I, I really appreciate it when I see a writer who doesn't, you know, whack you over the head with see how much research I've done. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Sure. Uh, by the way, I'll give you my address so you can send the check when this is done. Yeah. Um, I already have it. <laughs> um, Smaller check than you thought is coming. Yeah. <laughs> so the, there's a ton of genres and subgenres to write in. Um, and I know it, from your introduction that. Uh, the simple art of murder was the thing that turned you on initially. Yeah. But let's face it, whereas P.I. was once the big tree in the middle of a small orchard, yeah. it is now the withering tree in the corner of a huge orchard. Yeah. Um, so fans, do you like that metaphor? Um, so here's the deal. Why PI for you? I mean, I have my answer, but why why for you? Yeah, um, it, it is a bit in the introduction because I've been reading PI work. I've been reading mystery since I was a kid. I, I don't really go outside the genre very much, but PI is from this from from Chandler on. And um, I like the I, I always think of my idea of PI, my idea of Rick Cahill is um, kind of like a, a a gunfighter in the West where Rick may not come into the town, um, be the outsider from that comes into the town to, 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 to um, present justice, um, his form or what he's been hired to do, but he is, he, he is put into positions where he is the outsider almost always. And he's kind of an outsider anyway, because he's mostly a loner. Um, so I like that idea of the lone wolf, although he does have a, have a sidekick, although he's more kind of the sidekick to Moira McFarland because she's smarter than he is. But I always like that appeal. I'm a huge Western fan, too. I, I couldn't write Westerns, but I love watching them. That's another thing. That's, an, that's another tree that's withering in the corner somewhere. Our <laughs> Westerns. But I, I like the idea of, I, first of all, I like the idea of first person being inside the writer's head. And that's, you know, most P.I. novels, hard-boiled. Um, but I like the idea of the, the lone wolf, the outsider, um, grappling with society's norms and 
and bumping up against law and order when he needs to. But, um, I'm, you know, I, I hope to write Rick forever, but uh, I am going to be taking a break after I finish this book now. I'm going to write something different. Clearly, it's going to be crime, but it's going to be in third person, multiple points of view. So God knows how that's going to go. I've been writing one guy for 20 years inside his head. Um, but, uh, yeah, the appeal, the appeal is the idea of the, I guess, the, the one person standing up against um, his idea of injustice maybe not always um societies well you know what's funny is people would never mistake jack reacher for a pi but what you've just described right think about it the one against the many yeah. the stranger in town uh who who solves the problem maybe not the way that conventional way to do it um yeah. you know that's jack reacher um and, and what cracks me up is that reacher fans would be horrified at the notion that uh lee's character is you know a um pi in disguise uh, but, a, I, but i've point. always thought of him that way um and and making the connection with the westerns is if you watch high plains drifter that's Absolutely. jack reacher um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought of that. Yeah. I need to get bigger advances. Damn it. <laughs> Join the club. <laughs> um, I don't think, you know, what's funny is we, we both know people who make millions of dollars doing what we do. Uh, but I love when fans or readers say, you know, so you're rich. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Um, so tell us a little bit about who you were before you were Matt Coyle, the Seamus winning uh, mystery writer. That's a good ring to it, the Seamus winning mystery writer. Um, and, and like you, that I'll just go off on a side here. Like you, that award means a lot to me because I read the genre forever. I've read you, I've read all the greats. And um, to be, you know, etched you know have my lit name on that list is so cool cool to hear especially coming from you too um i've done a lot of things not many of them very well uh, i was in i was in the restaurant business for 10 years i was in the golf business for 10 years and i was in the sports collectible business for 16 years sports it's not collectibles i gotta say that sports licensing it's different um for 16 years, uh, I wrote six books while I was working in uh, sports licensing, and I quit. Uh, I quit my day job. Um, it'll be what's today the fifth as we're filming this. Yes. Um, it'll be on the on the fifteenth. It'll be uh, four years since I quit my day job, which happens to be my birthday too. Oh, um, happy birthday so, in advance. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, thanks. Well, nobody else is going to notice. So. Um, yeah, so I did. I, I never had a career. I always, I always told me, I had a degree in English, of course, which is good for uh, washing dishes out when you get out of college, and then moving up the lines in the restaurant business, which I did, um, to become a manager. Um, but I, I told people that I was going to be a writer, so that way I never really had to advance in a career. I never had to have a career. I had jobs because I was going to be a writer. I wasn't writing, but I was talking about it like a dumbass. Um, and then when I was working for a golf company, that I um so i worked for others that got out of business so i saw the handwriting on the wall and i said well this is it i think i was 42 or 3 and i said 
when this thing goes out of business, you have to take the time to write or you can't pretend it's something you're going to do and you got to maybe find a career. Um, and I did. And 10 years later, I got published. <laughs> Funny thing is, I worked in the restaurant business for 10 years. Oh, cool. As well. Yeah, I was, did restaurant openings. I did everything except uh -huh. except wash dishes. Uh, mm. And it's funny as I went to college and I have major credits in three things which qualify you for washing dishes. <laughs> um, you know, psychology, philosophy, and English literature. All yeah. very practical career-oriented uh, subjects. Well, you're much more ambitious than me. I only got one degree. Oh, I doubt it. Um, and and I, you know, I think that's a actually a common theme with writers, is that they've actually done a lot of things, but have always thought of themselves as writers. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's quickly go back to the novel, since that's one of the reasons we're here. Um, so Rick's got uh, Kale's got. CTE yeah. and uh, briefly he gets a call from a woman who he does background checks for who works for yeah. a big company and uh, they have a meeting and then yeah it's just it's you know Rick he thinks the she wants him to, to look into this other private investigative agency that does what he does over some loss report he thinks this is this is some inner inner you know inner office politics bowl that i shouldn't be involved in he just had a row with his wife um he's not in the, the best place but this woman directs a lot of business his way so you know i'll take the i'll take the meeting takes the meeting does a little um research investigation seems like a pretty much nothing burger but in the meantime she's raped and murdered and um even though he's got no responsibility for it um he wasn't really she hadn't hired him specifically to look out for her care or anything like that he feels responsible because it happened on his watch somehow it happened on his watch and if that happens with rick he just has to get involved he has to if he has to find the truth and in, in doing so he he uh bumps up against this um defense contractor which is one of the companies he worked with in and in, in in real life and in this situation there are defense contractors who have civilian products and defense con uh, defense products and Rick researches potential employees for the civilian side. Anyway, uh, along with that, there's a um, very mysterious uh, shell corporation up in Monterey that uh, with a wannabe playboy as their CEO, kind of an interesting character to me. Okay, so I'm going to stop you there. Yeah, I, I yeah. think I would have read this book with that intro, uh, even if I didn't get a free copy. And so again, <laughs> uh, I would highly recommend this book, folks. Buy this book and read it. It's really good. And Thank you. it's really good without being, uh, you know, too much to the beats of PI novels. But no, it's a really good PI novel for me because I've read so many and written, you know, about 25 of them myself that the fact is that you can do it by rote Mm. And it and and readers know exactly what's coming, or you can mm. do it like you did it in this book, where you supply the satisfaction to the reader of getting what they expect, but also a lot of what they don't expect. Well, so, thank you. Uh, oh yeah, um, and I I wouldn't be surprised if you win another Seamus Award myself. 
I know I'm not a judge. No, I'm not. <laughs> <a judge. laughs> um, so Matt, thanks a lot, man. I, I really Thank you. Appreciate it. It's always, you know, it's a pleasure. I, I have uh, a lot of respect and admiration for you and what you've done for the genre, to be quite honest. Thanks a lot, Matt. You bet.